Hello, everybody, and welcome to Three Words, a podcast about the simple and yet the very strategic choices that each of us can make every day to become the best versions of ourselves. I am your host, Dr. Michael Brown, and as a business consultant and life coach, I have seen over and over and over again with my friends and my family and my colleagues and my clients how every moment matters, how each choice counts, and how the investment we make in one minute could actually have a greater impact on our lives than what we do in an entire month if we choose to execute powerful, purposeful, and positive choices. I am so honored to be here with my dear friend Gabe Dunbar. He's a part of our DMB coaching team, a part of our coaching community, consulting community, and it's great to have this conversation with you, Gabe, today. What are our three words for today's podcast? Today, we're talking about admit your mistakes. Admit your mistakes. Now, what I love about you, Gabe, is in my friendship with you, I have found that you are willing to admit your mistakes, to own your shortcomings. I hope that I do that with you as well, because I think one of the things that we're committed to as friends and even as a coaching community is that we want to live lives that are humble, Mm -hmm. lives that are transparent, because it's easy to pretend. It's easy to put on that mask that we have everything going perfectly and that there are no issues, but true influence, true impact, and there's this word, integrity, Mm -hmm. it's a result of humility, transparency, and honesty, and the willingness, quite honestly, to admit your mistakes. I mean, we all know, Gabe, Mm -hmm. am I not, (laughs) is this not true, that we all know, and you mentioned this earlier as we were just having an off-the-script conversation, before the podcast that everyone's imperfect. We know everyone's imperfect, and yet we spend our lives trying to prove to everyone around us that we are perfect. It's it's crazy. It really is. Well, and it's interesting because I feel like we all feel the pressure to give off this public perception, this image that we have everything together, Hmm. right? We have it all together. We've got it all figured out, whether it's professional lives, personal lives, relationships, finances. We have it all together. But it's funny because on the back end, we all know that none of us have it together completely, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? But we, per- we perceive and we project this image of ourselves that we do. And it's interesting because in my life, when I'm looking at people, I, I want to connect with people. I want to be able to relate to people. Sure. And I can't relate to people that look like they have it all together and don't admit their mistakes. You know, it's interesting. I think the 10 most important words in the English language are these. I was wrong. I am sorry. Mm-hmm. And will you forgive me? powerful. I mean, it's a real apology. I mean, an apology is not something that says, hey, I'm sorry that you are so sensitive. Yeah. Or I'm sorry if that hurt your feelings and you have a hard time dealing with, you know, just a little bit of humor among the friends. But to really just say, and that's why I love those 10 words, there's three really important parts to admitting your mistakes and to asking for an apology or asking for forgiveness in, in light of an apology. And that is that first thing that I was wrong and not I was wrong and here's my reason why I was wrong, or here's the excuse I'm going to make. But literally, I was wrong. Right. And right on the tail end of that, I'm sorry. Like genuinely sorry. And will you forgive me? And I like this idea of will you forgive me? Because when you ask that question, it solicits and invites a response. Right. That a person needs to say, yeah, I've forgiven you. And it's okay. And our relationship is restored. And, and it's funny. I've had conversations about admitting your mistakes in a variety of contexts all over the country as we talk about these things as a coaching group and as a communication group. And it's interesting, when I push and when I ask and when I pry a little bit personally with individuals, they would all say, 
when someone comes to me and offers a genuine apology, mm. my respect for them just goes through the roof. Absolutely. Like I, I just, I can't believe because it's so rare. But we tend to think the opposite will be true if we offer an apology. If I offer an apology to you, if I admit my mistakes, you're going to use it against me. Right. You're going to uh, see me differently forever and that your respect of me, which quite honestly was a facade anyways, if I'm never acknowledging my mistakes, it now drops down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that's why it's difficult to admit your mistakes, right? This isn't natural. We, we've created this environment where this isn't the norm, although it should be. And so I think one of the things that we have to think about and that I'd like to invite our listeners to think about is that mm. this isn't necessarily easy, right? Some of the things that we're talking about aren't natural. They have to come with practice. They have to come with an intentional choice that although it feels risky, I'm hoping for a positive outcome. I'm knowing that if I live by these principles, it's going to be beneficial in the end. Yeah, and you've even talked about the reality of risk. I mean, there is risk on some level that if you admit your mistakes to a supervisor, say in the, in the work in the workplace, or if you admit your mistakes to a spouse, or if you admit your mistakes to a child, there could be some risk involved in that. And yet what's the alternative? The alternative is not to be known, right? The alternative is to lock yourself off within yourself, to not be transparent, to wear the mask. And then we're going to feel alone anyway. So you can either choose to be fully yourself acknowledging both your successes and your struggles, but also letting people see that there's shortcomings in my life and that I that I messed this up. And it's interesting, this idea of conflict resolution, we're a little bit off topic, but not really, is that one of the biggest challenges that companies are facing and, and culture is facing and families are facing and marriages are facing is the inability to resolve conflict sure. that are natural within a relationship. And at the very base level of that, the reason we're so horrible at resolving conflict is because of our inability to admit that we might have been wrong right. and that we made a mistake. And, and I think about even this principle of admitting your mistakes, how that could be transformative in a marriage. Yeah. Because I don't think we, even in a marriage, Teresa and I have been married 27 years and, um, and you and your wife have been married how long now? Seven years. Seven years. So obviously we all know that we have shortcomings. We all right. know that we uh, make mistakes and we fail on occasion probably more often than we like to admit, right? But, <laughs> of course. but there's something very refreshing about a spouse coming to us saying, man, sweetheart, I blew it. And when I was losing my temper earlier, I made that comment to you off the cuff. I am so sorry. I was wrong. I am yeah. so sorry. Will you forgive me? It just deepens that relationship. Yeah. But the, And I would even go out on a limb and say the only unforgivable mistake within a marriage or romantic relationship is the unwillingness to admit your mistakes. Yeah. Because that tends to be the thing that causes the greatest wedge. And and I've interacted with couples, I've interacted with families. You know, I work on a college campus. I spend some of my time there, some of my time traveling in the corporate world. But even on the college campus, I've asked 18, 19, 20-year-old men and women, when is when is the last time, or if ever, have you heard your parents say to you hmm. after they lost their temper or after they made a decision or maybe they grounded you for something you didn't do. It happened to me on occasion. Where to literally come and say, you know what? I was wrong. I am so sorry. Will you forgive me? It's humbling. I've done that. And I wish I would do it more often. Mm-hmm. And, I'll be, and I will be the first to admit, I don't do it every time. But in those times where my, my emotions have been elevated and where I have raised my voice at my son to go in there at the end of the day and to kneel down next to his bed or my daughter's bed, my son's bed, and simply say, earlier daddy made a comment, lost his temper, mm-hmm. elevated his voice, mm-hmm. 
um, yelled and he shouldn't have. And I am so sorry. I was wrong. Yeah. Moms and dads shouldn't talk like that. Right. And will you forgive me? And just the way that relationship just deepens in the moment is absolutely astounding. No, I totally agree. And thinking about being a father, I have a five and a three-year-old. And so okay. thinking about that, I had a recent experience where I had an opportunity to mm. share with my daughter a life lesson, right? So we, we actually captured a chipmunk, uh, a, rasky, a rascally uh, rodent in our yard, okay. and uh, it actually died in this trap. And so my daughter and I found it, found it and she was very concerned, uh-huh. right? And so, of course, being the dad productive, I was like, oh, it's fine. It's just sleeping. Right. Just trying to protect her because I didn't think she would be ready for that. And so we talked about it and then I carefully threw it out in the field so she wouldn't see it. And then later that night, as we were going to bed, I realized I missed a really important Mm. opportunity to also talk about mortality um, because I think that's important. Sure. absolutely. And also to, to really teach her that to show her that I was willing to show that I was not totally honest with her. And so I had that conversation with her and it was really interesting to see her little brain try to wrap her mind around it and process it. And eventually, I think she really got around it. And after I apologized, she mm. she saw that I was genuine in that. And I'm really I'm really hopeful, although I don't think she's totally able to process that yet. I'm hopeful she's able to see that transparency. Yeah, your kids are really young. I'm just curious too. I I love the story. Have you ever read the book to them? Everyone poops. You know, maybe with potty <laughs> training. Yeah. Okay. So it's interesting. Uh, there's a book out there. Supposedly, I just learned from one of my coaches that there's a book out there that sometimes you read for potty training. Everyone poops. And one of the things I'd like to say, and, and maybe even we need to have this conversation with our kids from the youngest of age, is not only does everyone poop, but everyone's poop smells. So true. And I think so often we tend to say, oh, you know, we want what we tend to do within our family cultures even is how do we how do we portray an image that our family has it all together. I mean, right. social media doesn't help this, the yeah. things that we post. Typically, we're not posting the things that are struggles and failures in our lives. But to be able to say, you know what? What if we actually, with our friends and our neighbors and our networks and our family, to actually normalize, right. normalize the fact that we fail and that we make mistakes and that we have shortcomings and struggles in our life. Gabe, people are so lonely yeah. in our culture today. And we hear this all the time that I'm so lonely and I don't feel connected and I don't feel as, as though I have any real friends who truly know and love me. And I think one of the reasons is we're missing this ingredient. Yeah. The ingredient that actually is the ability to come to someone and say, I'm struggling. I failed. I've made a mistake. I let you down. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. It deepens relationships when we do that. And that's really, I think that's the problem right. is that apologies and admissions are so, so rare, if not often non-existent in our culture. Yeah. And what if we actually brought apologies back? Sure. What if admissions became vogue again? Where it's as though it ever was. I'm not sure it ever was. But the tendency is to hide and to protect and to mask over the very simple reality that we all make mistakes. I want to make a promise to our listeners even today, and that is this, that asking forgiveness that admitting shortcomings, it actually is not a threat to your relationships. It's not a threat to you becoming the best version of yourself. It actually breeds respect from others. It deepens your relationships with others and it just increases your capacity to be fully you. Because part of being you is acknowledging both the successes and the mistakes. So I just wanna encourage us, me included, admit your mistakes. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.